This podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators. Podcasts by educators. For more great content, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter, at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN. Follow the hashtag Principal PLN or at Principal PLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at PrincipalPLN.com. Okay, welcome back to the Principal PLN. It is episode 99, or we play Prince Party like it's 1999, because those numbers clearly go together. (laughs) Welcome to how my brain functions. How are you, Teresa? I'm good. How are you, Jess? Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. This is what what nerds like us do on Mother's Day. My husband said the same thing. He goes, so who's who's podcasting today? I said, just me and Jess. He goes, so the mothers are podcasting on Mother's Day? I said, that's the way we do this. That's how that's working. Yeah. I mean, this kind of stuff we enjoy. I know. I I haven't chatted with you in a while. I know. It hasn't been you and I for a little bit. So I was like... Happy crazy May. (laughs) Indeed. Happy crazy May. You're, You're almost on the end, though. Don't you guys finish near Memorial Day? Our last day of school is June 1st. So it's, let me think. The Friday after Memorial Day. We have 14 days of school left. Oh my goodness. And like, I just had heart palpitations. (laughs) And so to add, to throw a wrench into it, we are um, implementing, well, we're implementing a whole bunch of stuff moving forward that is all geared towards social, emotional, and trauma-informed care. Perfect. And we have um, developed this really incredible partnership with a a foundation that, um, for lack of better terms, is giving us a lot of financial resources to be able to implement these things. Um, And one of the pieces that we're implementing is called the pyramid model in our four-year-old kindergarten program. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a part of it, like we have to commit to a two-year like leadership training for this. And so, um, as part of that, I have a week-long training coming up this week. So 14 days of school left, and five of them, I'm going to be at a training for the entire week. So like thinking of everything I have to get done. I'm anxious for you. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm like, I just have many little mini panic attacks um, regularly. Uh, so there's that. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love love training. Like I will, I will do any day and any, and every day, but that makes me really nervous. You know what? In my 10 years as an administrator, I've never had five days in a row of training and now let's do it in May. (laughs) Yeah. Cause there's nothing else happening in May. The the meeting that we were in and other administrators that were there, like we all started laughing and we're like, Oh, you're serious. You really mean a week long in May. They're like, well, it's at a really nice place. And I'm like, that doesn't matter at all. 
No, it's not, that doesn't make it better. It doesn't. it doesn't make it better at all. It doesn't, unless it's commutable and it's only half the day. Like, well, that here's the thing. So it is commutable. It's only um, like an hour drive for me. Um, but the idea of how much work I'm going to be behind on, I'm actually staying overnight for two days because if I come home, there's no way I'm going to catch up on like the emails and the, you know, everything. I'm like, so I'm staying for two days so I can continue to work in a hotel room. You get a lot of work done then though. I know. It's not a terrible, it's not a terribly bad plan. It's probably the, that's probably the best thing you can do that like the, it's probably the lemonade you can make out of this week long lemon you have coming up. Yes. Yeah. Not that it's not great training because it is, and it's going to be a phenomenal program. It's just horrible timing. Yeah. It's crazy timing. So this is, I found this, this um, meme on, I can't, I don't think my phone will show it to you, but I found this on Facebook the other day. I'm sure you've seen it. And it says, um, it's the last month of school. Here are 97 activities in the middle of the day. Parents need to attend. (laughs) Sincerely, (laughs) elementary schools. (laughs) This is the first time I'm thinking like, this is, I mean, we have a ton too, even at the high school level, but I know my children have stuff all the whole time. I can only imagine being an elementary school principal with all these things going on and having to be out of your building for. Oh yeah. There's so much going on. Um, and there's just different things that we do in May. Like we have our walkathon. Um, we have our, our middle school students come and run a carnival. That's a fundraiser for us, but it's at the end of the year because they need time. Um, well, actually it ties in with one of their units that they're learning about and um, so they, they, you know, put together this carnival and, um, like, I don't know how academically it ties into a unit, but whatever. Um, so that's an event that happens in May. There's, um, you know, just all of these things that always happen in May. And the other day I had a parent email me asking why we don't have, um, a, and she listed a different event in May and I'm like, oh my gosh, we can't have anything else in May. It is perfectly timed in April. Leave it be. <laughs> Why, why wouldn't you put it in May? Because <laughs> like, oh. there's so much space. There's so much empty dead time in May. That's kind <laughs> of throw things. And don't you find, and you probably have a better feel on this than, than I do, but because you've lived in a place that was nice all year round, mm-hmm. don't you feel like we kind of have to jam things into May because April is a crapshoot when you live in the North. I mean, our, oh, yeah. it was, it was 40 degrees all of April this year. Yeah. We, we oh, have one yeah, yeah. spiked up to like 80, but it was a just a random thing. So you can't you can't plan even early May. You really mm-hmm. can't plan things outdoor because it's a it's a crapshoot. Yeah, we were supposed to have um last Friday um our high school Future Farmers of America, the FFA group, they put on um a petting zoo slash I don't know, different activities and they had to cancel it because of rain. And there's no days left to reschedule it for, so it's 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 out. <laughs> Oh yeah. We, my first, my first year as a principal, maybe it was my second year at, um, at the element, at the, the Catholic school we had done for reading, um, for reading month as a reward. I had had the students who wanted to write a persuasive essay on what we should do for our reward. And then we, as a staff picked the one that we thought was the most persuasive and we did that for the reward. So for reading month, we got one of those, um, uh, it, it's like a, it's almost, it looks almost like a dunk tank, but instead of, of being on top of a big thing of water, you were underneath a balloon and the kids throw at a target. And if they hit the target, the balloon pops and it dumps on you. So we had set it for the last Friday in May. 
because we had gotten out the first Friday in June that year. So it was the week before school got out. <clears throat> and um, we were, we figured we'll, you know, we'll fill the balloons up with the hose outside, no big deal. And the student who, who won the essay contest was allowed to choose a couple extra special balloons. So um, we had every kid outside able to hit it. Well, it was 40 degrees that day and the water was freezing. And I was, I mean, beyond soaked, beyond soaked. It was the coldest I think I have ever been in my life because the balloons were freezing and then it was still cold and it was windy because it's the end of May. You figure you're going to be safe. It was, it literally took me and I am not exaggerating. It took me all weekend to warm back up. Just like my core body temperature. We were sitting outside the next day. It was probably 65 degrees and we had a garage sale and we were sitting outside on the, on the, the driveway and I had a portable heater and I was covered in like three blankets and just shivering. And these people are walking up in shorts and they're, they're like, what is wrong with her? I'm the same way too. Once I get cold, I'm done. Like yeah. I have to take a hot bath or something. But you figure, you know, and it was the same thing. It was like, there's no, there is no rescheduling this mm-hmm. because it's the last mm-hmm. week of school. It's, mm-hmm. It was, it's tough. I think those are, you know, there, there are certain things that we, we think about that are just normal for us, but man, how nice would it be to be in Phoenix? Right. Yeah. And be able to do that in the middle of October or, yeah. <laughs> or February, you know, when yeah. it's still 70 degrees. So when is your last day? Our last day is June 15th. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We go late because we, we oh saw that law in Michigan that you have to start after Labor Day. So, well, so do we, well, but we have to have, we used to do so many hours that you had to be in school, but then the last oh. couple of years they've changed it from hours to days. And ours changed from days to hours. I think. Yeah. So we have to hit this, we still have to hit the same amount of hours, but we have, we also have to have 180 days. And what we used to be able to do was count. um, And this was still when I was in the Catholic school. So things, I I didn't have as much of a handle on it as I do now because we didn't have to follow that. Yeah. Um, But you, we could use the teacher professional development days before school. You could use like up to four of those days as student contact days. And then they took that away. So now it adds four more student days. And then they added, like we were getting a hundred, I think the hours are like 1090 or what it was then. Um, And you could do it in like 173 days. Now it's bumped up. Um, So it's added like 10 days onto our school calendar, but they are allowing us to use, um, to submit a waiver to start before Labor Day. And what they, because and the big reason behind it is because tourism is, tourism is so huge in Michigan over like Labor Day. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, it adds more than two, I think $2 billion into the economy. Like the last two, two it's a, I don't, I'll have to find the real number cause that's not it, but it's huge. Um, and so they don't, they don't want everybody starting before Labor Day because they're afraid that that's going to to mess yeah, up their tourism. Yeah. So they've allowed us to do, if you submit a waiver and the waiver is granted, then you have to have public hearings and, and yep. you know, there's the whole here. thing. Our waiver was granted. We did our hearings, but we won't start until the 2019, 20 school year. So we've got one more year that we'll do the same schedule we have now. And then we'll end up losing like a week in the summer because it'll go, we'll still have our same end date, but we'll start a week earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, it just, it is what it is, but we still have to have, if the waiver is granted, you still have to have that Friday before Labor Day off. So it still has to be a 40 weekend okay. as part of the, the waiver, but. So you're at high, high school, school now. now. Mm-hmm. Do you do things at this time of the year to work on transitioning next year's ninth graders? Is that in your. We do actually. Um, there's, we, we have, so our district is set up where we have three K3 buildings. And then they all funnel into a four five and then there's a six, eight, and then there's the nine twelve. So there's a lot of transitions that happen mm-hmm. within the district. Um, this year they've focused a lot more on the five, six transition. So there's a lot of that happening now. Um, my son is transitioning into fourth grade this year. And so they started those transition activities back in March mm-hmm. to get them used to the idea of moving into a new building. Cause this is the first time they'll have to do that. But we do, we had an eighth grade transition meeting in February where the students come over, they take tours. We have little groups that come over um, throughout the year Mm -hmm. to see different programs, our CTE programs, things like that. And then we'll have a group of our link crew students will go over to the high school at the end of May or the, I'm sorry, the middle school at the end of May. And they'll talk to all the eighth graders. They'll have a panel where they talk to the eighth graders, discuss what's going on, um, answer any questions that they have. And then um, in August, and th- throughout the summer, the kids are are welcome to come at any point. They get their schedules relatively early so they can come and walk through their classes and see what that looks like. And then August 23rd, I think is our date, um, which falls like two weeks before they come for their orientation, their big link crew day. But the first two weeks of August, the first two full weeks of August, we have our link or our jumpstart program, which are Mm -hmm. students that were concerned about making the transition, not necessarily academically, just the transition itself. And there's about 15 students who are identified um, from the middle school. We bring them over and we we cook with them in the culinary arts and they learn they learn organizational skills and it's a, it's a really neat program. It's a half day. It goes Monday through Thursday, but that's been really nice. And then we, we follow up with those students. We have a lunch with them once a month. They all have a mentor and we kind of, we track them through their high school career and just kind of keep an extra, an extra eye on them to make sure that they're, they're doing well with the transition. Cool. What about you from the fifth grade? Yeah, so we've, we've tried, tried some new things, things this year, and I can't take credit for this. Our um, RTI coordinator was actually taking the lead on um, getting us going, but I'm super excited about what they did. So they had one day, um, I think in April, where they played guess that teacher or whatever. And the fifth graders all gathered, and the sixth grade teachers came down to introduce themselves to the kids. And then they did a kahoot, and the teachers had to put together questions like, which teacher do you think? you know, has climbed Mount Everest. And actually, I don't think that was one of the things, but you know, like interesting things like that to get to know their teachers. Um, And so they played a kahoot to get to know their teachers that way. And then um, over three different days, um, they coordinated for fifth graders to get to blow and shadow a sixth grader. And so the sixth graders actually applied to be a student to be shadowed. And then so one entire fifth grade class would go for I think it was like three class periods and they were partnered up with kids to like shadow them for those few class periods of the day. So they actually got to, you know, go and be with a sixth grader for that time. And that was really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. And then we also do, um, 
they do something, I think it sounds similar to Link Crew, but like, you know, a sixth grade version of that, like in August, I think they call it sixth grade boot camp, but similar to that. So yeah, just those, those two new pieces were pretty um, interesting, I thought, to um, transition. That's a really neat idea. I'm I'm trying to, I'm, my wheels are turning now thinking what we could do for, um, for eighth to ninth grade like that, because that's the biggest, I mean, it's so the biggest difference in our district is eight to nine because they're, mm-hmm. you know, third to fourth grade, fourth grade, still self-inclusive. Some of them are teams, but they're, you know, they're in two rooms next to each other. So it's not, mm-hmm. you know, the doors open. So it's not really a, a big change in five to six, the sixth graders are still in their own classroom. So it's really even then not a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, in eighth grade, they're changing classes, but they're changing them within teams. Mm-hmm. So once they get to ninth grade and everyone has their own individual schedule, there's 1800 kids in the building. They're everywhere. All you know, that's, that's where kind of the panic sets in. So I'm wondering if there's not a way to make that. That's a really great idea. Yeah. yeah. And I think the teachers had fun with it too. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet they did. That's really cool. Um, so, so I'm going to jump topics here because you, so, and the, the, I'm, I've been thinking about this because we've been, we've been really focusing our evaluation systems in our district on more coaching because we have to do to, to be compliant, you have to do our evaluations. We use the Danielson model. It is what it is, but I like this topic. That, huh? You like this topic? This is good, right? Where are we going with this? So, you know, checking off the boxes is great, but it doesn't really help. It's not growing our teachers. Oh, it's yeah, no. The staff, right? But we have to do it to be compliant. So that being said, we've been working on more of a coaching approach mm-hmm. to evaluating our teachers this year, mm-hmm. making sure that the conversation is the biggest part of the evaluation process and um, having those one-on-one conversations, whatever that looks like mm-hmm. with between the administrator and the evaluator. So I, of course, have been digging into your book because I love learning more about it. I was not an instructional coach before I was a principal like you are. So you're my go-to um, guru when it comes to coaching. So I've been digging into your book and then for those listening, Jess sends Spike and I this email a little bit ago and says, hey, I think you should come to this event we've got going on in Chicago in July, right? Yeah, July. yeah, and yeah. It looks July 20th. ridiculously amazing. I don't think I can go, which totally stinks because it's during our family vacation. Um, but it looks amazing. So, so Jess, yeah, we... This. Yeah, my two co-authors and I were having so there's actually two days. It's July 20th in um it's Woodridge, Illinois, which is basically Chicago right. um, from what I understand. Um and also August 9th in Ramus, oh, New Jersey. I'm probably saying that name wrong. Um so yeah, there's two days um and it's going to be a full day um institute, you know, digging into what it means to lead with a coach approach mindset. Um, how, you know, you're leading teachers to set goals and how are you going to give them impactful feedback and making it meaningful for teachers, you know, not just filling out that, you know, required SLO form that they have to, but how to make it meaningful for them. Um, time management, how to prioritize and get into classrooms. Cause if you can't get out of your office, you're never going to be in classrooms and give feedback um, and how to transform your school into a team. So yeah, we're super excited about this. It's the first time 
um, we've ever done it. Um, and it's totally a new endeavor for me to like figure out the registration process and all of that. But yeah, if it sounds like something you're interested in, just go to coachapproachforschools.com slash register. And I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. So yeah. I'm so humbled that you're reading my book, Teresa. Of course I am. Are you kidding me? You're my, you've always been my guru when it comes to coaching. Cause this is, it's, it's something that I feel so strongly about, but I have, n- I didn't go through that, that tree. I didn't live that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it wasn't my expertise and I want it to be. So I'm super excited. I've got, it's all highlighted. I've got little things everywhere, little flags to Aww. go back to. So yeah, I'm really excited, Aww. but that the Institute sounds amazing. And I'm, I'm, beyond bummed that yeah well and Chicago is a busy place this summer because the week before that is national principals conference Mm -hmm. ISTE is happening this summer um there's something else yeah there's a lot happening Chicago Chicago is the place to be I guess (laughs) yeah Yeah, so that's going to be super interesting and really exciting so we'll make sure you know if anybody has any um any interest in that, or if you know somebody who would, you know, be sure to reach out to Jess or Coach Approach. What What's the website? One more time. Um, coachapproachforschools.com. Yeah, with the number four. Um, yeah, so I'm going to, since you said a book, I'm going to recommend another book that I think should be a requirement for school leaders to read during May because um, it's very easy to feel like mm, insane. <laughs> Like it's such a crazy time of the year and like people start getting negative and grumpy and whatever. So John Gordon's book, The Power of Positive Leadership, like so much of the entire book is like tweetable positive quotes. Like as I was reading it, I would stop and I would make a little word swig of, you know, a quote from the book and tweet it out because it was just such good stuff to just fill your cup with positivity and to make sure that as the the leader of your building that you're leading with positivity even when you know people are trying to drag you down yeah yeah this is a um this is a really tough time of year and I don't know that I've I've spoken with anybody who doesn't feel it Mm -hmm. it is like it is like a weight on your chest it's just it's hard and I don't know why um because you'd think getting toward the end of the year, it should feel um, at least, you know, from the principal side of it, we're so busy f- focusing on getting everything done before the kids, before the kids exit the building and then working on next year too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's really tough, but I feel like, and maybe the, you know, the teachers are still feeling that too, but we've, we've actually kind of lucked out here. I don't know how you're feeling um, in Wisconsin, but in Michigan, the weather has been so crappy for so long that spring fever didn't really hit until last week. <laughs> it was like two days and then yeah. the rain came back. Yeah. So, but I feel like because it was so cold and so horrible for so long, mm-hmm. the kids didn't really start getting yeah. amped and, and, and excited. And, you know, that whole end of the year excitement didn't hit. It yeah. No, like, it hasn't hit here yet. It yeah. hasn't, to be quite so, honest. Yeah. That's, I feel like we, we really lucked out on that. It's been so dreary and awful. Not that that's exciting, but it really has helped keep everybody kind of calm. Yep. No, I would agree with that. Hey, for positivity for the first time ever, like I've wanted to do this for many years. 
I, um, for Teacher Appreciation Week, I sent cards to spouses or parents or children of staff members. Oh. And that was such a good, um, it was fun to do. And then, you know, as, as their people started getting their cards, then I started getting the messages of, oh, that was so sweet that you sent that to my husband or to my mom or, um, so I just wanted to pop that idea out there. If, if you haven't ever tried that, that is super cool. Um, fun way to, to recognize your, your, your teachers. That sounds awesome. How many staff members do you have? I have, well, I, I only, and I feel guilty by saying this. I only did it for the teachers. Um, and I sent out 40 cards. That's a lot. For certified staff. Um, and I was, <laughs> this is just ridiculous. I only sent it to the certified staff because I ran out of cards. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that's just awful. When I did treats and other things during the week, I did it for everybody, but that was just lame. See, that's what you get from the BLN right here. <laughs> you get the real. You get the real. Here's what it is. Confession. <laughs> oh, man. It's totally fair, though. It's totally right. Yeah. This is this is real life, people. Oh no! Here comes the dog. Oh my gosh! It's totally <sighs> true, though. This is this is where it is. It's the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't remember how long we've been podcasting this morning to know. See, this is what happens. We go in without a topic. We go in without <laughs> a timeline. Anything else we should chat about? I don't know. I miss Spike. I know. We're- oh. We did get to do our grounding activities for that one day. It was 80 degrees. Remember? Oh, yes. When he, yes. I, I don't remember where I was at that I, oh, I was at a track meet and I had my shoes off and somebody was like, are you like, why, where are your shoes? I'm like, it's warm enough and the grass is green. I'm grounding right now. My, I'm my feet are in the, the ground. ground. And I sent you guys that picture. I'm like, yay. I'm so That's happy right So when you said that, I was at a conference in Phoenix. <gasps> That's which- right. I was so excited. There was not, like, I was jumping out of my skin getting ready to go to Phoenix because it was so beautiful. It, would be, uh-huh. it, was, it was not 12 degrees. And it was like, we, we literally sat outside every possible chance we had. And it was, it was, the one day we went out there at lunch, we went out and sat at the, the like, they had this, this rooftop pool deck that was on the third floor, but the hotel goes up to like nine floors. And so we would go outside and sit there and we're looking at the, um, the weather channel on the phone and it says that it's 93 degrees. It's noon. It's 93 degrees, but the real feel like the feels like temperature was 89. Where else on earth do you go that the temperature that it feels like is lower than what it actually is in the summer? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but go back in July and it's going to feel like it's a thousand degrees. Oh, I know. We were there in July last year. Egg in the sidewalk. It was so, it feels like your skin is like burning off of your face. Yeah. But it was, oh my gosh, I was so excited to go. And you sent that picture and I was like, I get it. I totally get it. Because I like, we were in the, we had our feet like on the ground. It wasn't the ground ground, but it was like, I'm outside with, with flip-flops on my feet. My actual feet are touching the ground and it felt amazing, but I totally mm-hmm. got your your time zone struggle when I was there because <laughs> when we were there before it was only two hours behind <laughs> and now it's three hours behind. And uh-huh. why like, yeah. See, that's why Arizona messed me up on time zones. That's dumb. That's dumb. I appreciate that they don't celebrate daylight savings time because I hate daylight savings time mm-hmm. um, with a fiery passion, mm-hmm. but 
um, it's tough when you're the only place that doesn't. It that's yes. that's really confusing. Yes, actually, I think Indiana or like half of Indiana, they've or- switched. So now they're all in the same. Oh, okay. yeah. So they because there was part of it that, if I remember correctly, there was part of Indiana that there's they're still half and half, but the one half that didn't do daylight savings time does now. So like it's always an hour behind. Mm-hmm. us or the same time as you or whatever that looks like but yeah, yeah that's oh it's I so know. silly I know so moving forward we are we are moving on and moving up to episode 100 I can't yes. believe it it's crazy can you believe this it's been four and a half years we've been it's doing nuts. this it's nuts I know I can't even believe it so I don't know what we have for all of you coming up to episode 100, we have to figure that out ourselves. It'll probably be in two weeks if I had to guess, because um, we're going to need some time to plan this party. And I think we talked about doing this one in video. See, oh. there, those of you who are listening should be happy that we don't do these in videos, because if you oh saw Josh right now, it would be yeah, very scary. I am not. I should not be seen right now. Like no. It's hard to see myself in the bottom corner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like looking at it. Not you, me. I don't like looking at myself. And then every time you talk, it gets big and you're like, oh. God. I know. I know. Uh, so we're going to do a video and it's going to be all three of us and it'll be awesome. And hopefully we'll have some, either some guests on or some guests typing some things in. Maybe it'll be interactive. We don't know yet, but we want to yeah, do like a big date that we can all do it. At. I, know, right? I know. Maybe we should stop getting really excited and just say, we'll all three be here. <laughs> It'll probably just be like a Voxer generated podcast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> because it's May and this is yeah. what happens. <laughs> hey, so can I leave people with some positivity then before we? I would love that. So I'm just pulling up in my phone some of the word swags I made from reading The Power of Positive Leadership. So just because if people are listening at this crazy time of the year, I feel like they need it. Will you share your word swags in the I will. Yeah, I'll put it in the blog post. Awesome. Okay. So here's one. Positive leadership doesn't mean you won't be criticized. It means you have the grit and the belief to overcome it. I don't know if you ever deal with criticism. I don't at all. Never. Just kidding. Nope. <laughs> uh, purpose fuels positivity and is the reason why you overcome all the challenges and keep moving forward. Ooh, I like that. Motivation doesn't last, but purpose-driven motivation does. So don't forget your why. All right, I'll include those in there. Yeah, please do. That's good stuff. I, seriously, okay. I love his book. I know I'm going to read it again. That sounds great. That's going to have to be on my list. To your summer reading list because they're all incredible. Yeah, that's right. a perfect one. Well, thank you. Happy right. Mother's Day again. Yes, you too. Good luck in your week long. <laughs> You're probably going to get boxes from me. <laughs> like, I'll just like send screenshots of like emails of, of how many inboxes out of my building and be like um I hope they figure this out because I'm not there <laughs> it's oh, fun. I mean I don't I'm not sure what you're worried about May is the perfect time to leave your building there's nothing going on there's no what's the problem nothing at all no yeah all right what all right like it's 1999 <laughs> principal PLN out Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer Group. Links can be found at principalpln.com.